Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon, we are live at People's Health Medicare Center, Veterans Highway and Causeway, right next to Party City. It is Medicare Enrollment Day, and, you know, this is something that, you you know, you don't necessarily want to have to deal with, but People's Health makes it so much easier to deal with this. You know how you, you have to just, you know, call people, and, and, and sometimes you don't get a real person, and you got to do everything online? People's Health is right here. The Medicare Center is right here. There's a there's a location and you can walk in. There's people who greet you and there's people who can explain stuff to you face to face. It's a really interesting phenomenon that really those of us who are part of the baby boomer generation, we remember a lot of that in the past. So uh, People's Health is uh, kind of bringing that back to uh, to some degree. And since we're at People's uh, People's Health Medicare Center and we're talking about Medicare, I, I thought we would kind of focus the show today on the boomer generation. Now, we're going to talk about a few other things, but I thought we'd talk about the boomer generation. And for those of you who are Xers, millennials, Gen Z, this show is for you, too, because this might give you some insight into that generation that some of you actually hate. Hello, boomer. Yeah, I know a lot of you don't really like the baby boomer generation, and, and I, I, I understand. But there are some things that we, we got right, and there's some things that maybe we still kind of get right today. Although I admit I'm a hostile witness to the baby boomer generation. But we'll talk about that uh, through the show. And I'll play some music for bumper music. Much of it is uh, going to relate to the uh, the boomers. And, you know, we really defined music back in the 60s. And then uh, the 70s came and it was rock and then it was uh, disco. And then the 80s came and there was all of that music that was uh, associated with the 80s that, you know, really uh, baby boomers were um, not coming of age at that point. Uh, we were already adults, but, you know, we were we were kicking it pretty hard. And uh, those who grew up in the New Orleans area, you can remember how many happy hours there used to be. I mean, there was a happy hour everywhere. And I remember um, Wednesday, Quesera on St. Charles. Yes, you, you could meet people. I, there were a few times, I am not proud of this. There are a few times in my career when I went out to a happy hour at, say, five or six. And I went directly to the radio station the next day because I was doing the morning show. Again, not proud of those moments, just honest with you uh, about that. So I'm sure some of you can remember that uh, as well. It was a crazy time, and many of us are, are very lucky to, uh, to be alive. All right, so the, um, the New Orleans City Council has removed Mayor Cantrell's communication director, Gregory Joseph, 
the mayor is clinging to him like she just uh, fell off the uh, the deck of the Titanic and he's the only life preserver she's got. So she's clinging to him pretty uh, pretty tightly, but he's he's accused of lying to the council. He's accused of using city funds. Well, let me define that. City funds, taxpayer dollars, um, to do this election-style mailer to promote Mayor Cantrell. And this was during the, the, the recall effort, which did fail, but it was all designed to, um, to make her look good. And, you know, apparently there were a number of rules that were, were, were broken here. And, you know, you just can't do that. And Mayor Cantrell has had a tendency to stand by um, sometimes the wrong people. Uh, Irvin Mayfield is a, another one. You know, after he steals uh, over a million dollars from the public library, the New Orleans Public Library, she stands by him and said, this is a true son of New Orleans. Well, in my mind, he's not a true son of New Orleans. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. The, The city council apparently has the power to remove Gregory Joseph. But let's see if that actually does um, does happen. All right. Um, Ian Hoke is off and Coleman is our studio producer. Coleman, good afternoon. How you doing? Let's go. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, we're out on location. It's uh, a beautiful day. Uh, and, and really, if anybody needs any information about uh, Medicare, this is the uh, this is the place to go. Now, you're not a boomer. Um, give me a general opinion that you have of, of baby boomers. You know what? I think they're and wise. And be careful beyond, you're on the air. <laughs> I think they're wise beyond their years if you actually sat there and talked to them. What it is, I don't know exactly where I fit in. I don't know if I'm a millennial or Gen X. I was born in 81, so I don't know where I fit in. I don't, I don't see myself relating too you're much. You're kind of to- like on that threshold. You're kind of on the threshold between Gen X and, and, uh, and millennials. Yeah, but uh, what I like about the, the boomers is they have a, a core set of ethics and values that I gravitate towards. And, you know, when I'm sitting and talking to them at the bar, some of the stuff that they say makes sense when it comes to morality and how they're accountable. And yeah. They don't blame anything on anybody else. They don't say, well, it's the, it's the fault of this or the fault of that. They have more of a, well, I need to get myself together if something goes wrong type mentality. Like they hold themselves accountable more. You know, as a generation, I think you're you're right, uh, and 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 boomers have changed over the years, which is, is is interesting. And it, you know, as we talk a little bit about boomers today, it's going to be interesting to uh, think about how Gen X may change, how millennials, uh, how Gen Z might change over time, or will they adhere closer to their their views? Uh, when they're young. I mean, you know, you, you learn things, you grow up and you learn things as, as life goes on and, and, and things change. I understand that. But boy, when you think about some of the things that baby boomers stood for when they were young, they have drifted far, far from that in a lot of ways. But you are right about uh, boomers having a drive, having generally a, a high work ethic. You know, boomers are not ones to... Um, uh, you know, look for uh, taking as much vacation as they can. In fact, I want to thank millennials. I want to thank the millennial generation for uh, making it easier for all of us to take time off because, you know, our, our company has kind of changed its whole attitude about vacation, and I think it's because of, uh, of millennials. Well, that's good. Do you think the boomers just came around to that mentality? Like, they didn't think like that when they were born in that generation and they were in their heyday? Do you think that accountability, like the way their ethics now, do you think it came with age as they uh – as they got gotten older, so uh, do you think it's just you know? I kind of, I kind of think baby boomers were 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 born and then taught with this idea that you know you're responsible for your behavior. 
You know, when I was growing up, the Three Stooges were popular. Those, those three dudes were really violent. I mean, you know, they did stuff that, um, you know, it would be easy to, like, do that to my brother and blame it on the Three Stooges. But back then, you know, we were not inclined to blame something on, on, on somebody else. We were inclined and, and taught to take responsibility for, for our behavior. So that's something that is, has changed. In, in 1972, when, when Charles Manson was on trial, and he tried to blame the Beatles' music, the song Helter Skelter, tried to blame the Beatles' music for uh, convincing people, for him convince, convincing people to go commit murder. I mean, they threw that out. They, they, they didn't even consider that. If that came up in court today, it might be a serious consideration. Wait, I don't know. Did the music make him do it? Of course the music didn't make him do it, or you can't blame the music for that. So, you know, I am proud of, of the boomers' work ethic in general. Um, there are some things about um, younger generations that, that, that bother me. It, it happened again the other day when I was at the checkout line at a grocery store, and the cashier was on her phone. Now, the person before me had checked out, and I'm, my groceries are right there, and she's delayed in checking out the groceries because she's on the phone. You know, that's a younger generation thing and not a baby boomer thing. So no doubt there's things that uh, young people can learn from, uh, from the boomer generation. All right, if you want to join us with a comment about anything we talk about, the Oakwood Heart Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. 504-260-1870. In fact, uh, Coleman, you, you want to do a couple of uh, text messages? Yeah, this, uh, one text says the, the year that I'm born in is called X, Xennial. It starts with an X like they blended Gen X and Millennial together. It's called Xennial. Oh, yeah. Um, so I guess that's You what know, I that am. makes sense, but Ashley, have you heard of that? I, have you heard of that before? Yeah, okay. We're going we're gonna to talk to we'll talk to Ashley about all this later, too. Ashley Oye is our, our promotions director, and she's here on location. Um, let's see. Okay, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Cantrell instructed Joseph uh, to do that. Now he's losing his job because of it. That's why she's clinging on to him. Well, you know, maybe so, but but didn't Cantrell tell us that that she didn't tell him to do it? That he he did it on his own. Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to figure out what she said and whether or not she really said it. It's just it, look, it's it, it's a mess at City Hall. It, it's a mess. And history is going to record the Cantrell administration exactly the way it is behaving. And I don't think it's going to be pretty. All right. This final text says, when it comes to uh, Gregory Joseph, rules were not broken. Laws were broken. So it would be interesting to see if they press charges. And they should. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, you know, and, and when... When Gregory Joseph and the mayor has said things like, well, the city cares more about other things. Yeah, we do care more about the murder rate and things like that. But, I mean, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can care about two different things. We can care about somebody breaking the law at City Hall, which is a terrible precedent to set. You know, you just you can't let people just break the law. Uh, so that's a terrible precedent to, to set. And... Um, you know, we could also be concerned about other things. In fact, speaking about other things, how interesting is it that New Orleans District Attorney Jason Williams and his mother are like the latest two carjacking victims in, in, in the city? The DA and his 78-year-old mother were carjacked 
at gunpoint as he was helping her into the car. Um, that's real firsthand experience of the thug mentality that Jason Williams has to deal with as, as, as district attorney. Um, and if it can happen to him, it can happen to you, it can happen to me, it can happen to, to anybody. So I, I'm sorry that happened to him, and I'm glad that Jason Williams and his, his mom are, are okay. But, man, especially for his mom, I mean, that had to be a real harrowing um, experience. And you're 78 years old, you're with your son, and you're carjacked at gunpoint. You know, that's, um, that's scary stuff, but that's the, that's the city we live in. Apparently it happened about uh, 10 o'clock last night, Race Street and Constant Street. The two unknown suspects uh, came up to Williams and his mother and demanded his black Lincoln Navigator. That's a nice um, SUV. And the report says that Lincoln, um, that, I'm sorry, that, that Williams complied and one of the suspects drove away in the car, which the police later recovered. And I think this is also a reminder that these, these thug-minded individuals who, who do these carjackings, they're not, they're not trying to get the car to sell it to raise money for starving children at home. This is almost a recreational sport to them. And they, they do it because they can and who knows if it's linked to some kind of um, some kind of uh, gang an initiation? I, I I don't know, but I'm really sorry that happened. I'm glad that uh, Williams and his mom are, are doing okay. All right, if you want to join us with a comment, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line is five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. So I said that we would be uh, doing some songs that relate to the baby boomer generation, and uh, well, here's one that baby boomers remember kind of growing up to. And really, this song really did a lot to just explain the chaos and the confusion of the 60s. Because politically and socially, it was a very confusing, chaotic time. Right, we've, we've got a little gossip to deal with today, too. Uh, apparently, Reba McIntyre is a little jealous because apparently Reba McIntyre had a big crush on Travis Kelsey. And he's in the arms of another woman. I'm Scoot on the air, and we'll be back on WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Oh, yeah, this is a song that, that you know, when baby boomers were really young. In fact, you know, the 50s, that, you know, as a baby boomer, I was kind of young in the, I was young in the 50s, and 
It was the teenagers who were going to the sock hops and dancing to stuff like this. I mean, I, I heard the music, but, you know, it really wasn't until the 60s that I really thought the music uh, really applied to me. I'm Scoot on the air. It is a beautiful Tuesday afternoon. We've got a text off coming up. We are live at People's Health Medicare Center on Veterans Highway and Causeway. And we're, we're here to, to help any of you who need help, uh, who want to actually talk to a real person and meet with somebody when it comes to Medicare, when it comes to supplements and, and things like that. They can explain it to you, and there's a location for that. And we're right here, uh, Veterans, right next to Party City, very close to, uh, to Causeway Boulevard. And so I thought today we would kind of uh, talk about some other things, but also kind of uh, weave in and out of the show a conversation about the, uh, the boomer generation, which is a generation that has really defined so much of society that we live in today. Boomer generation, originally the anti-establishment generation, is now... The establishment. And, you know, we kind of never, ever, I mean, it's not like we thought we would die early, but I don't think we ever took time to envision ourselves being the establishment. And, boy, if we ever did, we knew that we would be just the best establishment ever. And, you know, I don't know that we've done everything right. All right, if you want to join us with a comment, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and text line is 504-260-1870. Let's go to John in Metairie. John, you're on WWL. Good afternoon. Yeah, yeah, screw you're right. You're right about the millennials because the boomers were all around those depression era people. So if you showed up for a job, and, and, and listen, you millennials don't get scared out there, but when you took a job back in the 70s and 80s, you didn't get a vacation for two years. You couldn't go in there. Now they go into the interview because they know what they got. Uh, and they say, oh, but I need this day off, this day off, this day off, this day off. So it's a totally different mindset because of the Great Depression. And you had five people waiting for the job. So if you went on vacation, someone was going to take your job. That's just the way it was. Those old people would like, yeah, what are you doing home? What are you doing this? It was it was it was different. Um, there's a lot that has changed, and of course, you know things should change over over time. It it shouldn't be the same today for a young generation as it was a, a long time ago. Hey, John, I appreciate the call, man. Glad you're listening to our show. Um, but you know, I, I can't help but notice the the difference, especially when it comes to something like time off. And maybe boomers can learn something from younger generations because they make time for themselves. And we're a generation that hasn't done a good enough job making time for itself. You know, for for many of us, it's been work all the time. And we've just dedicated. And I'm not saying that that Zoomers and Xers and um, millennials don't 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 commit their lives to work because they do. But um, I just I find this, um, you know, one of the things that does differentiate us from the other generations and that is that we have put more focus on on work and and where did it get us you know we didn't all end up where we wanted to be and i think a lot of younger generations saw baby boomers you know bust their butts and work hard and and find that there wasn't total loyalty with the company you work for and uh there wasn't a great advantage to uh dedicating your life to work. All right, uh, John, thanks for the call. If you want to join us, the Okinawa Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. Also, I want to remind you that at Joe's Cafe Coffee and Donuts, six locations, Joe's Nose Donuts, Joe's Nose Food, and Joe's brought some great stuff out here. Is it still here? 
I guess the coffee and donuts are, um, are, yeah, I mean, they were so good that people, like, consumed them. But, you know, there's bags and there's stuff that you can come over here and get at uh, People's Health. Um, this is the Medicare Center. This is where you can find out about, uh, about Medicare. And, by the way, we have um, free coffee mugs and free tickets to the World War II Museum. I mean, that's really cool. I mean, maybe you've never been. And if you've, if you've never been, it's, it's a great experience. I don't care what generation you're, you're part of. And like for, like for young kids, that movie's about war. I mean, it's a really good war movie, and, and um, it's real life. It really happened that way. So it's a, it's a great thing. We've got free tickets to the museum and uh, free WWL um, coffee mugs. All right, let's see. Uh, since uh, Ian Hoke is, is off, uh, either Coleman or I will be doing some of the, uh, the text messages. Here's one that says, um, I sure hope Jason Williams rethinks the Linda, Linda Fricky case. Linda Fricky was the woman that was... Um, was murdered. It was during a hijacking of four, um, four teenagers, and I, I don't know what he has to rethink there. I, I, I feel like he's kind of been on top of that. The defense lawyers are trying to delay and delay and delay because they know the little thugs are guilty. I mean, how, how are you going to defend it? We've, there's, there's video. I mean, there's clear video of these punks doing this. So it's kind of tough for the defense attorneys, and the best job that they can do is continue to delay it because once it happens, um, once it happens, uh, once they go to court, I don't see how they're going to really get off. All right, let's go to New Orleans East. And, Linda, you're on WWL. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, how are you? Can you hear me? Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. I can. Um, I'm fine. Yeah, Thank all right. you. Okay. Okay. Um, I was calling to ask you, were you in New Orleans in 1984? Were you living in New Orleans in 1984? I was. Okay. Remember what happened to district attorney? It didn't happen to him, but he was still someone held him up. Uh, district attorney Harry Connick Sr. Do you remember that? He was coming from the I, you um, know the festival, the World World Fair in 1984. The World's Fair. Yeah, he was coming now from and he asked it, me, I re- he said, do you know who that. I am? <laughs> he was telling them. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he had to ask them, do you know who I am? And they did not know. But he was telling them, you know, I feel, I don't even remember, I don't want to say whatever else he said, but he was just letting them know, if you kill me, thus and so, and if you, you know, you're using this, I forgot what he said, but I'm just saying, in 1984, the same thing happened to the district attorney. That was That is just so sad. But every time I hear it, that his mother was involved yeah. when it happened. That is so sad with, concerning Jason. You know, anybody. It know, is the sad. And, you know, cared it, more it, about it, himself, his mother than himself. Yeah. Yeah. And Linda, you're, you're right. Uh, those, uh, those people who did that, they, they, they wouldn't recognize Jason Williams. And, and, and if they did, I don't think they would, they would care. But the interesting thing is it, it didn't take police long to find the car. So why did they do it? Did they just do it for fun? Did they just do it because they can? Did they do it to just terrorize people? I, you know, I don't know the answer to that, but, you know, it's not like they needed the money to feed starving children at home. And in 1984, they did not recognize Harry Connick. And I, I yeah. think he was the most recognizable person with, the, with his white hair. You know, and they still... Yes. You know, he, he's probably having yeah. yeah. eyes back, too, because it really happens, you know. He was very recognizable. Linda, I appreciate the call. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being with us. All right, uh, Coleman, you want to do a couple of uh, text messages? Sure, let me get the screen up. You probably got it before me. 
I got the screen. Have you ever do a couple? I'll do a couple here. So it's a Taylor Swift. Is Taylor Swift in New England? Well, now we know. Why? Wait, does Does Travis Kelsey live in, in New England? He was he with the. I'm, I'm a little confused about that. Um, Ashley, do you understand that question? No. No. Okay. Then I don't feel so so dumb. Uh, here is a text. Uh, hey, Scoot. Kurt Vonnegut, Vonnegut, and uh, True Terror uh, is is to wake up one morning and realize that your high school class is, is running the government. Yeah, you know, that it's, but it's true. I mean, baby boomers were just dedicated to the concept of youth and the concept of, of, of being young. In fact, I think the mantra was, we didn't trust anybody over 30. At one point, Mick Jagger said, I don't want to live past 30. And a little bit later, after he passed 30, he said, I don't want to still be singing, I can't get no satisfaction at 45. Mick Jagger just turned 80. And we've got, I'm going to play this um, coming up in the next hour. I, I sampled it yesterday on the show. But the Stones have a new song out, a new album coming out. The new album is, is titled um, Hackney Diamonds. And Hackney is a, a, a part of, um, of, of, of London, I believe. And... The diamonds are the broken glass from windows that are broken into because they have a lot of crime in that section of, of London. And so the diamonds are the, the, the pieces of, of glass from the, the broken car window. Well, uh, we see a lot of that here in New Orleans. Well, Scoot, I have to ask, when you were in high school, what age did you consider old at that time? Like, was it 30? Was it 40? Like, when you were in high school, what did you say, oh, oh man, this is over the hill? I, you know, I guess, I guess 40. I mean, I would have thought 30 was kind of old, but I, you know, when I was when I was a, t- a young teenager, I guess I would have thought 40 would have been really old, and I never thought when I got to the age I am now, I never thought that, um, I, I never thought I would be the way I am. I thought I would be like my parents were, which was really, in my opinion, boring. Um, I, I, you know, I mean, they, you know, my dad wore Izod shirts and, and, uh, I, I, you know, in terms of his uh, style, I mean, he was a nice looking man, but in terms of his style, I think he was a little, um, boring compared to a young generation today. So, you know, I, I, you know, I had no idea that, that boomers would be doing all that we're doing today, which I think is great. A lot of artists are still performing today and a lot of boomers are still going to concerts. So I think that's, I think that's awesome. Yeah, Selma Hayek, uh, Jennifer Lopez, Holly Berry, they all changed with 50 minutes to me when I was a kid. Like, they, they, they are looking banging yeah. at 50. So it's like, I guess, I don't know what oh it is. Oh, my God. I, medical procedures are better. I don't know if we're eating healthy. I'm not sure what it is. But 50 back then is different from 50 today. Yeah. <laughs> now, and look, not everybody has the opportunity to get... Um, you know, plastic surgery. I mean, yes, those yeah, yeah. those people can do it. I mean, they get one. I got a new wrinkle. I got to run in to get that taken care of. Uh, so, you know, there's there's that technology in, in medicine. But, you know, I mean, I, I think if you look at the way boomers dress and act, not all, but but many, I mean, they still kind of act like they're their kids. I mean, they still kind of act like and dress like they're 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 younger. And I think that's a I think that's a cool thing. Yeah, this is probably the first right, time if you in history to, where. Uh, the older generation are cooler than the younger kids. Now it's the younger kids saying, turn the music down a little bit. Or you shouldn't listen to that music because it's offensive. So, yeah. Oh, I know. And then and you look at statistics of, um, you look at the statistics of, um, of like sexually transmitted diseases. And it's like, it's, it's way up 
like people over 60. And so it's like, you know, you kids, you got to talk to your parents and grandparents about this, you know, tell them, you know, it's got to be safe sex, you know. It's like the kids are having conversations with their parents and grandparents that you thought you only had with, uh, with, with kids. All right, if you want to send us, um, uh, if you want to call us or send us a text, the Oakland Art Jewelers Talk and Text Line, 504-260-1870. I'm Scoot on the air, and we are live at People's Health Medicare Center, Veterans Highway, and Causeway. And boomers will forever remember this song. There was this group in England, the Beatles. And in 1964, they appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show, and that changed so much. It's not that the Beatles changed things. It's that the Beatles came along at the right time when a young generation was looking for ways that they could distance themselves from the establishment. And so we were dedicated to being the anti-establishment generation. All right, if you want to join us, the Oakland Art Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. You know, uh, the, the Beatles were the nice boys. I mean, they look, they, you know, they got into drugs and stuff later, and they became, you know, a, a little different than they were in the beginning. But, you know, they were like little mama's boys in the beginning. I mean, they were like the good guys. And the Rolling Stones were the bad boys. You know, they weren't as pretty. Mick Jagger wasn't as pretty as Paul McCartney. And so they just kind of had a rougher edge to them. And I think this was more subconscious than conscious, but they were kind of the bad boys of rock. And again, I want to remind you, in the next hour, I'm going to sample um, this uh, new song from the Rolling Stones, Sweet Sounds from Heaven. And it's kind of a bluesy thing. And, you know, I think Mick Jagger's been working with a, a voice coach. Lady Gaga and Stevie Wonder are on the song as well. And it's really good. So we're going to play that in the next hour. I'm Scoot on the air. We are live at People's Health Medicare Center, Vets and Causeway. This is where you can come and get direct information on Medicare and supplements and things like that. This is Medicare Enrollment Day. And look, you know, if you've had private insurance and if you can get on Medicare and and get a supplement, People's Health can help you do that. You're going to save money. Why wouldn't you want to do that? And what I love about people's health is that you can come here and talk to somebody in person, face to face, because so often we've got to do stuff online and we're talking to somebody and then you need to push this number or that number and you you never see anybody. And finally, you might get to somebody, but things aren't always resolved that uh, that quickly. So. This is a place where you can actually talk to people about this. And we're uh, Veterans Highway and Causeway right next to uh, to Party City. All right, let's go to New Orleans East. Ryan, you're on WWL. Good afternoon. Yeah. What's going on, Scoop? I'm not from New Orleans East. I'm from, I'm from LGS, bro. You know what I'm saying? I got okay. two, two things I don't know. I just said Scoop. I thought it was New Orleans things. East here. Okay. Nah, I'm, from, I'm, I'm, I'm out Christopher Holmes. I got two things to say, bro. I want to talk about the governor's okay. race. I want to blast the okay. black community for not supporting Sean Wilson. Sean Wilson is everything good. I want to blast the preachers, the reverends, the deacons, everybody, bro, in this black community in New Orleans, from Morero, the East, Metairie, everywhere, bro, for not coming out and voting for a guy like Sean Wilson, bro. You know what I'm saying? I grew up, well, I, we grew up with Sean, you know what I'm saying? He helped my brother get a higher score on the ASVAB to go to the military. Him and my brother, he was in my brother's wedding. You know what I'm saying? And it's, and it's a goddamn shame that the black people did not come out and vote for Sean, bro. 
Well, I, you know, we had to uh, we had to end that call. Sometimes people get wrapped up in the conversation. You know, if you're listening, um, if you're streaming the show on the Odyssey app, or if you're listening on WWL.com, then you you heard it. It's not that bad, but it's just you know a, a phrase that we don't um, accept on the air. So listen, Ryan. I appreciate your passion, and we talked about this a lot yesterday. Low voter turnout, um, it may have led to the overwhelming uh, victory by uh, Jeff Landry. Low voter turnout, and also not only low voter turnout, but low voter turnout in the black community. And I just find this to be so shocking because in recent memory for so many black Americans, there was this battle over the right to vote. I mean, you witnessed it firsthand. And yet that's not something that's been um, that's been passed on to generation after generation, that it is important to vote. And if you don't vote, then quite often the wrong people get in office. All right. I, I got to take a break here, but uh, we've got to get some text messages because we're getting answers to a, a question that came up just a moment ago. And if you're just uh, tuning in, Ian Hook is off. Um, Coleman is our studio producer back at the studio. And Ashley Oye, our uh, promotions director, is going to take care of some text messages here. All right. Uh, if you want to join us, the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. On the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar, on this day in 2005, Fats Domino returned to his ninth ward home for the first time since Hurricane Katrina, and he found it totally destroyed. His piano and several gold records were removed from the ruins, and his, uh, his, his piano was ultimately restored. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. Well, here's another th- song that uh, baby boomers can, uh, can relate to, Four Tops. And, you know, uh, back then we didn't think about, uh, you know, Black or white, we just, you know, thought about the song. Can't help myself, a classic from the Four Tops. All right, um, I don't have time to get to it now, but when we come back, uh, we're going to read some of the text messages that have come in. And there was a, there was a question about Taylor Swift and New England. And I mentioned that uh, Reba McIntyre is now saying that she's a, a little jealous because she has always had a crush on Travis Kelsey. And now Taylor Swift has snagged him. I'm Scoot on the air. We will be back on WWL. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 